today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the outlook of the coming weeks for the St. Louis Blues has drastically changed with both Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly being placed on long-term injured reserve. Two of the biggest potential trade targets on the St. Louis Blues with the deadline coming up right around when they're scheduled to get back from injury, plus two of the best offensive players on the team is going to be a struggle for the team to fill the shoes or the skates of O'Reilly and Tarasenko as the weeks move on. Plus, what does this mean for the trade deadline? What does it mean moving forward? Going to be talking about all of that and more on today's episode of the Lockdown Blues podcast. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman, and it has been a minute. Welcome to the first episode of the new year, 2023. I was sick all last week with COVID plus the holidays, so um, didn't get much there, but there is plenty to talk about, um, and I'm glad to be back, happy to be back in a normal schedule. 2023 is going to be a big year, a lot of stuff planned for the podcast, should be really fun. But I mean, what a way to kick off the year. Um, news broke in recent days that both Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly would be placed on long-term injured reserve. And there are just so many different avenues and, and conversation topics to be had with this. Changes the outlook of the season drastically. Um, before we get into any of that, though, I want to thank our returning listeners. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Appreciate that. making me part of your daily routine. And if this is your first time tuning into the show... Welcome. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, free and available on all podcast platforms. You can click that follow or subscribe button. Completely free. No charge. Also on YouTube as well, at Lockdown Blues. You can see my beautiful face, my blues jerseys behind me. Um, you know, feel free to feel free to check me out there if you if you'd rather watch the podcast rather than just listen to it. But I mean today's episode speaks for itself. There is so much to go over, so much to get into. Um Let's just take it one player at a time at first and just see what it means for the team. Um, starting with Vladimir Tarasenko, who is out uh, shorter term, I believe. He is only scheduled to miss four weeks. I say only. Um, obviously, that's still a lot of time. Um, but, you know, compared to six weeks for O'Reilly, uh, it's, you know, I guess a little bit better. Uh, so both of both players got injured blocking a shot. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko blocked a shot with his hand. Ryan O'Reilly with his foot. Uh, first, let's let's talk about Tarasenko. I mean, look, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, he's one of the premier goal scorers on the team, even though he hasn't quite had quite as much success scoring this year as I thought he would. He still drives the play a lot. He still is very very valuable. Um, maybe the best winger on the team. Um, in terms of from a goal scoring perspective, you know, from in terms of like lethal shot, etc. Obviously, Jordan Cairo is far and away the best winger on the team, but Tarasenko is very unique in his abilities and a very crucial member of you know a good team system. And you know, obviously, it sucks that the Blues are going to be without him. But the other thing that's that's difficult with him is he is 
potentially the biggest fish that the Blues could trade at the trade deadline. Um, obviously made that trade request a couple summers ago, still on the team, so it hasn't been completed yet, but his contract is up at the end of this season, and if the Blues don't feel like they're in a position to contend, uh, you know, it seems like Vladimir Tarasenko would be the number one um, piece that they would dangle, that they would try to sell off in order to get a big return. Uh, and I think one of the things that held teams back from trading for him when the trade request initially happened, or at least from offering a package good enough for Doug Armstrong to accept, was the fact that he had his injury history with his shoulder. Now, obviously, this isn't the shoulder injury, but the timing of the injury certainly makes it more difficult to trade uh, away Vladimir Tarasenko. And I'm going to say the same thing about Ryan O'Reilly in the second segment, but, you know, it just gives a perfect opportunity for teams to come in and say, you know what, Uh, we we don't think that Tarasenko or O'Reilly is quite as valuable as you do because they've been out the last month and a half, whatever, two months with an injury. And we don't know if that injury is going to nag at them throughout the season, whatever. And all it does is make a big return for Vladimir Tarasenko less likely um, from the trade standpoint. From the team standpoint, you're you're missing a dynamic winger. You're missing a guy that could score you goals. You're missing a guy that can play up and down the lineup. He's played with a couple different players and, and you know, made them look really good. And that's something that's pretty frustrating. Um you know, the Blues are in a very, very crucial position right now. They're sitting pretty much right at 500. These next few, few weeks are going to be do or die in terms of pushing for a playoff spot. And both Leonard Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly being absent from the lineup makes it even less likely that the Blues are going to have, you know, get the wins that they need over these next few weeks to potentially move them into a playoff spot or keep them in the hunt in that playoff race. You know, the West has been pretty underwhelming all year, so the Blues surprisingly aren't quite as out of it as maybe they deserve to be. Uh, based on their their quality of play and their record, but you know, overall, um, obviously, it goes without saying that both of these injuries, you know, hurt those chances drastically. Um, in this upcoming second segment, I'm going to be talking about Ryan O'Reilly uh, and how his impact will be missed from the team before just sort of launching into where does the team go from here? What how does this affect the trade deadline? How does this affect the big picture? A lot is at stake with this. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at betonline.net. Now, betonline.net, as you may know if you've been listening to the show, is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college bowl season, hockey, obviously, basketball, uh, anything you could think of, esports golf they've got it all at betonline.net plus if you're listening to this show you probably are a fan of sports podcasts they've got sports podcasts on there as well news info not just sports betting they're your number one source for just sports information in general you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more that is betonline.net where the game starts i'll be right back with the second half of today's episode All right, so let's let's talk about Ryan O'Reilly a little bit before going over like the new lines, how the team might play, and then what it means for the trade deadline. Now, Ryan O'Reilly, he's a he's an interesting case because defensively, I think he still has it. I think he still brings a lot to this team as a very valuable two-way forward, but he is having by far the worst uh, offensive season ever as a member of the St. Louis Blues. His goal scoring is down, and his assist numbers are way, way, way down. He used to thrive as a primary playmaker, being that first-line center. Um, and he's still been a you know a decent fit for that first-line center role. 
defensively, you know, you can't really replace what Ryan O'Reilly brings. You know, he is crucial for shutting down guys like Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. You know, the Blues have had so much success um, shutting down both of those guys or, you know, shutting down and just keeping them off the score sheet as much as you can. Um, and, uh, you know, other number one centers too, not just those two. Ryan O'Reilly is crucial to that. And, you know, you could say the Blues haven't had a lot of success this season, and that's true. But one thing that's remained constant is defensively against these top elite talents, they haven't really given up big games to McDavid yet or the McKinnons of the world yet. They've they've done a good job of shutting down opposing teams' best players. And that really comes down to Ryan O'Reilly and his defensive ability. Um, and that's something that I think is going to be very much missed for the St. Louis Blues. You know, he sets the tone in terms of two-way forwards, you know, playing responsibly defensively. You know, we've seen guys like Brandon Saad take a, excuse me, a big step up in that area. Um, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, I think, have also improved defensively this season. You know, we, everyone's going to talk about their offense, specifically Jordan Cairo, but, you know, Cairo in years past was a below average defender, and that led to him getting a lot less ice time this year. I'm not saying he's, you know, some elite two-way, you know, Mark Stone level winger, but he has definitely stepped it up defensively. And obviously a big part of that is ability and instincts, but it comes down to effort, you know, defensive effort, defensive intensity, and Ryan O'Reilly is a guy that sets the tone for that. Um, He is an incredible captain, incredible leader, you know, the whole first one in, last one out cliche, he fits that perfectly, staying after practice with some of the younger guys, teaching them. Um, so his presence is going to be missed, not just on the ice, but off the ice as well. The team's going to be without their captain in the locker room over the next few weeks. And that's going to be a big test for a group that was already, you know, had questions surrounding their chemistry and, and willingness to win. The main motivator is now sidelined six weeks with an injury. Um, and personally, in my opinion, I think that this these injuries are going to be the, the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of the Blues using this season as a retool season. Um, I think just objectively, they're going to lose more games than they win over the next few weeks with Tarasenko and O'Reilly out. Um, and both of them come back a couple weeks before the trade deadline. And that would lead to the Blues, you know, potentially being more willing to trade both of them away. Uh, again, it, it really does depend on the asking price for them, you know, how low or high their value may be after both of them have been sidelined with injuries, but it would be it would be really frustrating as a fan to, you know, have them come back and have the season be at a point where their absence caused the Blues to be pretty much too far out of a playoff race, but maybe Doug Armstrong or ownership gets a little bit a little bit stingy and says, you know what, we'd rather keep these guys and rather than trade him away for something that we think is less value. And then one or both of them leaves in free agency, this season would really feel like a complete waste. You know, it, it, it's been tough watching David Backus leave in free agency and Alex Petrangelo leave in free agency. And it would be even tougher to watch the Blues trade their captain midseason. And it would be fully, you know, admitting to punting this season away. But, you know, at least you could get some assets back. At least you could, you know, try to build a foundation to to build a new team around Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. And that's the other thing that I think is pretty exciting is we're going to see what the future of this Blues team looks like. You know, it's there's a very good chance that the forward lines and the defensive pairings are going to look almost identical to how they look now next season without O'Reilly and Tarasenko because I think regardless of whether or not they're being traded, I wouldn't be shocked if neither one of them was back in a Blues uniform next season. You know, I I fully expect Tarasenko to leave in free agency after the trade request, and O'Reilly with his production diminishing, I'm not sure it makes a whole lot of sense to bring him back on a big deal if that's what he wants. Um, 
it doesn't necessarily fit the timeline of the team. And the Blues have shown in the past that they're fully willing to let their captain walk. One time it really worked out with David Backus. You know, all the fans wanted him back, myself included. He signed with the Bruins and it very quickly turned into a bad contract for them. It was it was clear that he had his production had kind of dropped off of a cliff. And it also didn't work out with Alex Petrangelo. The Blues have been trying to fill his shoes uh, ever since he left and they haven't been able to do so. And the, his his lack of presence on this team has been felt ever since the day he he signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. So it could go one of two ways for sure. My my gut instinct is with O'Reilly that it would be more similar to David Backus. I think Petrangelo had a lot more left in the tank when he left than Ryan O'Reilly would, as frustrating that, as that is to say. And, you know, you watch Tage Thompson do what he's doing this year. It would be unfortunate for O'Reilly to go out so quietly. Um, but you can't forget that he you know, put the blues on his back and led them to their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. You know, I've said it before, you do that trade a thousand times out of a thousand if you're given the opportunity again. But it, it, it really changes the dynamic because, you know, the hope is that they play, they stay healthy, and that teams start calling in the next few weeks. And, you know, as the trade deadline approaches, the deals intensify, they Blues are able to get more and more of a robbery because, you know, trade deadline, when you go for a rental, you typically give up a little bit more than you would like in the off season for them. Typically, a, t- a team that's rebuilding or retooling can have a lot of success by trading away their aging, expiring contracts at the trade deadline. You know, teams have had a lot of success adding pieces to their roster that benefit them long time down the road because they're willing to trade someone away at the trade deadline. And now all of a sudden it makes it a lot harder because if both Tarasenko and O'Reilly do in fact come back when they're scheduled to, it's going to give them a handful of games to prove that they're, you know, healthy and, and ready enough to be valuable to a contending team, you know, to be added as a rental for the price that Doug Armstrong wants, because I'm assuming the asking price for a guy like Ryan O'Reilly would be huge. And a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko would be huge in terms of trade deadline talks. I think, you know, I don't have the the list of expiring contracts in front of me but around the league i would imagine that they would be two of the top 10 trade deadline targets for any team you know and you you narrow it down to forwards they'd be very very valuable valuable and very very sought after and now it kind of throws a little bit of a hitch into that like what are teams going to ask for um it could also potentially be a blessing in disguise where o'reilly and tarasenko being out of the lineup causes the blues to really struggle and makes it completely apparent that they need to sell the trade deadline versus if they are still in the lineup maybe the blues tread water or around 500 and Doug Armstrong says you know what let's stick it out for the rest of the year let's see if we can earn a playoff spot the blues make the first round and get smoked um it really just depends on how these next few weeks go uh and who knows it could just it could very well be a case of like the a bunch of guys with a chip on their shoulder their captain's out one of their longest tenured forwards is out um, and they're like, you know what, we can still win some games and we could see some some magic over the Blues for the next few weeks. You know, Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube, they've both talked about how you, they want to see guys step up. They've named Colton Pareko specifically, Braden Shen specifically. And who knows, it could be the thing that kind of lights a fire under the team and says, um, you know, we got to we gotta put up or shut up right now. We don't want to tank the rest of the season. We want to contend. And if they want to contend, they have to prove that they can do it without two of their leaders. It's going to be difficult. Um and like I said earlier, personally, I'm in the boat of I think the Blues are going to lose a lot of games over the next few weeks, and it's going to make it very obvious that they should trade away who they can. I know Barbashev is a guy that's been uh, popular in trade talk. I think Nico Mikola as well. So who knows what they're going to end up doing um, at the trade deadline. But it definitely changed things over these next few weeks. Now, in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be talking about the new lines that the Blues are going to be running. 
um, in the absence of Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. Exciting stuff, you know. Jake Neighbors gets called up. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Be right back. All right, so in the absence of first line center and captain Ryan O'Reilly and top winger Vladimir Tarasenko, the Blues forward lines are looking rather different. First line is Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Cairo. So we're going to be getting our first taste of true number one center Robert Thomas over these next few weeks. Second line is Brandon Saad, Braden Shen, and Ivan Barbashev. Again, if Ivan Barbashev is a guy that the Blues are looking to trade, having him up in that top six playing with you know, two guys that are really skilled offensively in um, Brandon Shen and Brandon Saad. Even though Saad's numbers haven't been great this year, he still is able to, you know, put together plays. And, and Barbashev's going to have a lot of opportunity for success on that line. Uh, he hasn't quite recreated his goal-scoring output from last season, but I definitely didn't expect him to. But this would be a good opportunity for him to sort of inflate his numbers a little bit. Um, third line, this is one that I'm pretty excited about. Nolachari and Josh Levo, who have been two of the more consistent players for the Blues this year, um, maybe some of the hardest workers in the forward group. They are paired up with Jake Neighbors, who has been recalled from the AHL. I'm really, really excited to see what he can do. I expect him to get a decent amount of ice time, potentially power play time, just seeing what the young guys can do. And then the fourth line, Torpchenko, Nikita Alexandrov, and Tyler Pitlick. It's kind of a rough bottom six when you look at it on paper, but definitely a group of guys that with the right spark under them, could fuel some wins for the Blues. And then the defense is looking the same. Nico Mika, Colton Pareko, Nick Letty, Justin Falk, Kale Rosen, and Robert Bertuzzo. I haven't had a chance to talk about the Tory Krug injury on here yet, um, but Rosen has looked great in his time with the Blues. And I would love to see the Blues try to shop Tory Krug around the trade deadline as well. I think that contract is is something that they're going to be struggling with for a while if they aren't able to trade him. People have even been talking about buyouts, and I honestly kind of agree with that. Um, it's just, it, it's tough. Um, but look, there's 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 a lot to like from a future perspective. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich, I think, is sort of the, the new older core member for the St. Louis Blues, um, along with Braden Shen. You know, they're kind of going to be the next up in terms of leaders of this team if both Tarasenko and O'Reilly are off the team next year. You know, uh, people have talked about Braden Shen potentially getting the C after that. I'm not going to speculate. That's a conversation for another day, but... Um, those guys being able to partner up with some of the younger guys like Thomas and Cairo and Jake Neighbors down there on that third line, we're going to get a sense of what this team is going to look like in the future. You know, you look at Buchnevich, you look at Thomas, you look at Cairo, you look at Shen, you look at Neighbors, like those are guys that are going to be the core of this team moving forward. And maybe a little bit earlier than we expected and they expected, they're going to have the opportunity to be the leaders of the team. So I'm excited to see how that looks. And as much as it would be a little bit not concerning, but a little bit confusing if the team went on a run and had a lot of success without O'Reilly and Tarasenko, and then those two come back and you're kind of in a weird state of like, do we sell the deadline? What do we do? It would be encouraging to see that these guys are ready to lead, that Robert Thomas is ready to be a number one center, that Jordan Cairo is ready to be like the focal point of the offense in terms of wingers. Like he is far and away, I mean, besides Buchnevich, he is far and away the most dangerous winger on the team now with Tarasenko out. Teams are going to be focusing on him even more. But he has been spectacular lately. He's been racking up points left and right. Um, and I'm excited to see what he can do as like sort of the focal point of the offense. Robert Thomas, like I said, as that number one center, that true number one center, is probably going to see a major uptick in ice time along with Cairo and the rest of the forwards. Um, it's going to be interesting. Another guy that I really look at is Braden Shen. I talked about how he could potentially be the, the captain of this team moving forward. You know, he's like in that number two center role. 
um, veteran player, works really hard, been on the team for a while. He's going to have to step up huge as well. And another guy that uh, Ruby isn't talking a lot is Colton Pareko, basically saying that Colton Pareko hasn't reached his standards being Craig Berube or his own standards and Colton Pareko, like his expectations for himself, just really called him out directly in the media. And that's going to be something that's important. You know, the Blues are going to need to play a lot tighter defensively with Ryan O'Reilly out of the lineup and the fact that they're going to have a little bit more trouble scoring goals. And Pareko's got to be that guy. He's got to be that leader with Tori Krug out of the lineup and, you know, Justin Falk sort of being steady. Eddie, um, you know, I've liked what I've seen out of Justin Falk this year, of course, but if Colton Pareko is able to step up and, and you know, re-transform in, in, in his game into what we know Pete Colton Pareko can be, this team might have a decent amount of success over the coming weeks. But it is going to be very testy. Um, I've said it before. I've maintained it that my take is this is going to be good for the Blues in the long run. You never want to root for injuries, but in the sense that having both of these guys out of the lineup could show this team that what they really are, and that is a team that's not quite good enough to contend for a playoff spot. You know, I'd, I'd rather them long-term have a chance, you know, in the lottery than make the first round and get killed. As much as fun as it is to watch playoff hockey, um, I think overall this team has shown that they're not quite ready to, you know, win a playoff series against a team like the Colorado Avalanche um, come playoff time. And maybe this will be a good thing. You know, maybe this will be a an eye-opener for Craig Bruby, the rest of the team, Doug Armstrong as a whole to say, you know what? Uh, this season isn't quite it. We're going to sell the deadline. Sort of like a couple of years ago when the Blues traded away Paul Stasny, even though they were right around hunting for a playoff spot, Armstrong took a look at the team and said, you know what? They're, they don't have it this year. We're going to sell off a player or two, and we're going to regroup next year. And I think that's what's best for the Blues moving forward, and this could be a blessing in disguise. Um, but at the same time, like I talked about a lot earlier, the fact that they're out of the lineup might make it a lot harder for them to trade. So I'm sure this is going to be something I'm going to be talking about a ton moving forward down the line. That being said, though, that is all the time I have for you guys today. I want to thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you're having a wonderful new year. Had a great holiday season, etc., etc. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. Uh, getting close to 600, I believe. Exciting stuff there. You can follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.